Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast, creating pathways, connecting people to Christ, to others, to purpose. Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast. This is the place, the place. Capital T, capital T, the, the. All caps. Jesus is the way, everything else is a conversation, and we are welcoming you to the conversation today, a full house. Booyah. What's up? Mm, we got a lot Good of beer. Arnix in the house today. Yes, we do. We've got Elder Arnix and yeah, intern Arnix, intern Arnix in the house today. <laughs> Hello, intern. And Arnick. and birthday boy Arnix. It's yeah, my birthday, digging shoddy. That, digging that, shoddy. <laughs> Where's uh, your birthday today? Today. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, man. Twenty-two <laughs> years old. It's wonderful. Which, when you're listening to this podcast, you missed his birthday because it's tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. so it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. You'll get all kinds of happy happies yeah. and speaking of happy happy let's dive into romans yeah right romans uh what are the what are the chapters this week <laughs> yeah jeremy what are nine, the chapters this week man 10 11 12 13. sorry students i told you wrong but 9 10 11 12 13 yeah. not 11 12 13 14 15 yeah. still getting the word though yeah <laughs> nine through uh nine through 13 and uh, arnick you hung out a lot in 12 yes. on uh on sunday so let's talk today. With today's reading would be eleven. So let's talk about 11, 11 12, 13. Just uh, prep folks, set folks up for uh, the rest of the week. Of course, you can listen to the service on Sunday as well. Great message, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's hitting you? You were diving into thirteen. You said. Oh well, yeah, it's the you know we're in the season of what in the world is the government doing? And thirteen starts off with let every person be subject to governing authorities. <laughs> And, and not uh, just that. And not just that, you know, as I... God set him up. Got a promotion this week, and I'm a little stressed out about that, and the authorities that we have over our lives that we hope are in it for our best interest, that's not always the case, and yeah. that's one thing you love. I love about ministry and and church and, and the family of God, those that and authority have a higher authority over them. They recognize that and that we are all in it really for one another's betterment, which it's like, okay, you can say that when chapter 12 is applied to this, to the story. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that being a living sacrifice and we all have these different gifts and thinking about that at work as, as, you get a promotion over somebody else into a position that maybe you're better at than them, or maybe they're better at than you. And all those things start to eat at, you know, run through my head and my heart and want to honor the people I work with. And I want to honor the Lord and want to honor my family. And anxiety can easily be there where, but I remember that Having different gifts according to the grace given us is what I, you know, what I got underlined here and, and that. In 12. Yeah. In 12, that as we submit to one another and submit to authorities that we can, we can sit back and recognize that we have different graces, these things that have been given to us that we, that we uh, don't deserve and haven't earned, but um, they're not the same. Your gifts are not my gifts, and your gifts are not his gifts, and and that they're also it says that they're uh, giving them in in proportion to our faith, and that was the other thing that struck me, that as we as we go through this and 
try to walk according to, you know, this Romans road and Romans, uh, these ideals here he's got in Romans that the grace given to us in proportion to our faith is prophecy and service in our serving. And one of t- these things are things that grow as we recognize the grace given to us in more ways, you know, the, the grace that it is to be in relationship with each one of you and to enjoy the different giftings that you have and see them, uh, see how you execute and apply the graces given to you yeah. makes me grow. And so that that's really where this living sacrifice idea, that is where, where I was kind of this week is thinking about responsibilities and well, I appreciate that you and, say, you know, out of 13, 13 can happen if you live 12. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking of 11, which would be our reading for today. 11 talks about being grafted into the tree and right. that you weren't original olive tree. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So don't take yourself too seriously. <laughs> about, right. That kind of setup of going all the way back to Romans 1, be grateful. Right. The gratitude, the acknowledging of God, his will, his purposes. We're grateful and we with a recognition that we're grafted into the tree. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And like we did anything about, like he's done that for us. And again, the theme that we've talked about every week, this is not just about a righteousness given to us. The book of Romans is about God being righteous, yep. mm-hmm. meaning I made a promise and I'm going to keep it. That's right. right. And so how he keeps it. So you look at 11 and then 12 living sacrifice. And I said it Sunday, I've been pondering 12. I've been getting up in the mornings and reading through 12. Uh, if you give, give generously. If you lead, lead diligently. If you uh, give mercy, do it cheerfully. And yesterday, there was a situation that crossed my path, and I was ready to throttle somebody, and they deserve a throttle. And later in the day, I thought, ah, nice job praying that. Yeah, mercy cheerfully, right? <laughs> it's not merciful. And I'm like, ah, which is what the Word of God does mm-hmm. for right. us, shows us us. Mm-hmm. And then moving into this situation with the authorities now which is 13 the end of this week's reading and because i'm preaching this coming sunday i'm in the next five already right. mm-hmm. and 14 talks about the weaker brother stronger brother and mm-hmm. how this is just about and how they handle each other yeah this is all about being nice yeah. <laughs> right i mean let it along letting and more than tolerating yeah more than tolerating. A, an understanding again of where we fit and giving space. That's what's gripped me mm-hmm. is the fact that we're giving space for the gifts mm-hmm. that God gives to us. And according to our faith is really according to how we're living that out. The trust space, like how much am I trusting? And then he gives according to that. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about that many, many times, the capacity of what obedience does in our life where he asks us to do it. We have faith. We take the step. Therefore a capacity grows. Which in my mind reminds me of uh, unto him who was able to do exceeding abundantly, mm-hmm. right, according mm-hmm. to the power that works in us. Mm-hmm. Right? And the difference of the power that works in us. Same power, but different ability to how it works in us based on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? One of the gripping things in the New Testament, even the Old Testament, it, the Old Testament says they limited the Holy One of Israel through their unbelief. In the New Testament, we're very familiar with Jesus could do no great miracle in Nazareth because of their unbelief. Right. Right. So this this lack of faith really him, uh, hinders, limits. And this and just it's a, sets it's, this whole thing up on how to live. And it's a, the most costly 
to those who are hindered by it, which is one of the things that yeah, the people that breaks actually our, suffer. Yeah, breaks our heart. Is, right. And and looking back on life, you go, okay, where I didn't apply grace to you and was judgmental and harsh and impatient with you, I suffered greatly because of that. Because it doesn't bring the best out of you. Those attitudes. It doesn't leave room in my heart for growth and development because I'm looking at the wrong thing, right? You're looking at the wrong, you're looking at something else besides God. You're looking at the idol of here's my ideal. You're not meeting my ideal. I'm not giving you grace towards that ideal. And all of a sudden I'm looking at my own golden calf that I built. And uh, that's where, (laughs) that's where we maybe we need to back up in in Romans and reread it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And back up even further. I mean, what Paul is teaching in that is it has context with Jesus's teachings because you point that out and it's very similar. It's almost like Paul is giving the expression to the Romans of what Jesus is saying in his sermon. I think it's Matthew seven, which a lot of people like to quote mm-hmm. the King James version of seven to one judge not that you be not judged. Just quote the whole sentence, yeah, please. Yeah, but, yeah. The, the, but the most important whole, whole part is yeah. the second verse. Right, yeah. Because whatever judgment <clears throat> you judge others with, that's how our Father in Heaven looks at us. So it's almost like he's extending what Jesus said. It's actually it is that he's extending. It's not just that he's giving a view of how God responds, but the principle, because there's so much principle in 11, 12, and 13, just of how to govern yourself. Someone called it function over unction. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how to govern yourself in the function as a believer. And a, a great deal of that is the mercy that you give. I guess in the Beatitudes it says the same thing. Uh, blessed are the merciful, they'll obtain For they mercy. obtain yeah. mercy. Yeah. And but I think I also, we forget that Well, I think you can, yeah. you can recognize we've obtained mercy. Yeah. So be merciful. Yeah. yeah, there it is. Right. And and I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you guys and I'm thinking, man, this is just jacked up that we have to talk about. We need to love. <laughs> right. We the, the the abundance of the love of God that has been shed abroad abundantly, I think John wrote. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I don't know if it's our own flesh, if it's a religious culture, if it's humanity, I don't I don't know. But it's just messed up that that's not just flowing, right? right? Love is flowing. But he writes a chapter and he's like, you got to consider this person, right? And love them and give them space mm-hmm. and honor them. And they're annoying. Yeah. And you think you're better than they are, but you're not. And they right. think they're better than you are, but they're not. Yeah. And give space for each other. And, and as much as it was in, uh, I guess it was in 12, as much as it lieth within you, <laughs> I don't know if that's in 12 or not, but I've read it in the last couple of days. As much as it lieth within you, live, live at peace, peace with, with all men. All men, yeah. Which, again, is the contingent of as much as it lies within you. That's right. Which is two, a two-edged sword. One is, you're the throttle on that. Yeah. But you can go overboard in a good way, yeah. right? I can have a capacity to love and love better. Not just the minimum requirement of mm-hmm. tolerance, right? <laughs> or Tolerance. But loving. Yeah. Loving, right? Not just allowing. And, again, we talk about it here sometimes. Just because I'm not excluded doesn't mean I'm included. That's right. 
Right. And so gathering people together and just sometimes I stand up on, I hope I do it all the time, but many times I stand up on the platform and look out and I thought, what a privilege to be in a room with these particular people Mm -hmm. who all matter, have such wonderful value. Yeah. And uh, again, in in, uh, one of the chapters for next week, it's literally the thing that Andy Stanley says, uh, at least in the NIV, it reads this way, a person for whom Christ died. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Every person you've ever met is a person for whom Christ died. And then this is the part that is frustrating that we have to like, you know, teach and push. And are we treating them that way? Because we are. There's a, I just almost had it in my mind. It's so hard for me to misappropriation theory or something, something like that. It's um, Patrick Lencioni is a business coach and mm-hmm. thought leader in business. Right. And, and he talks about this theory. Um, and again, I can't remember the name of it, but he, like when, when you have a problem, well, you, I mean, you know, you got stuff in your life, you know I mean? <laughs> you got a house thing and you're, Daughter's going to college, and you know you've got reasons. When I have a problem, it's it's moral. I think it's called the misattribution theory or something. <laughs> like that. Right? When I have a problem, it's moral. Well, I'm just yeah. jacked up and need to love God and get serious. You know, when I have a problem, I have a porn issue. Well, I'm under a lot of stress right now. You know, what I mean? right? <laughs> That's just messed. Nice to know it's not just church, right? <laughs> yeah. It's it's life and humanity that we the moral attribution theory. I knew if I talk long enough, I'll get it right. Mm-hmm. So the moral attribution theory. A good yeah. way the Bible calls it partiality. Mm-hmm. We can't, we have, I love the word grace, but I just think that it's a very misused word, especially in this time. And when we're given, when we feel an unction to say that we need to give more of it, all of us, our minds can easily wander to people that we have connection with, which should, in a sense, based upon what you're saying, should be everyone in partial connection with the people that are serving next to us or believing next to us. Or sitting or even, next to us. Or sitting next to us as we walk into the service. But just as we choose our seats, and I've had the privilege of, and I do consider it a privilege, last Sunday, two days, I always know it's two days later, June the 19th, I'm at, in 1987, at six years old, I met these qualifications that I needed to meet out. That's for another podcast. To be able to play as a musician in our church. And on the, that was June the 21st, 1987, six years old. That's when I started playing in church. Just a, last week, that was 35 years exactly <laughs> ago. And I've had the privilege of sitting and watching people. And what is always hilarious to me, I mean, maybe I'm a geek, I get a laugh out of it, is people tend to congregate no matter where they choose to sit. It used to be in the pew days, everybody had one pew. But people that come to church tend to sit in the same groups and areas of people. And when it comes to grace, we measure out grace that way. We give it to the people that that we have a connection with sensually, what we taste, what we touch, what we can see, what we can hear, however it makes us feel good. But can we give that same amount of grace to a person that we are only sitting next to? And that theory that you're bringing up is outlined clearly by Jesus in Scripture that that is antithetical to Christ-like behavior. And if you ask the question, well, why is why are we so checked up? Why are we have to talk about this? 
obviously, for some reason, it's just not in our nature to be able to be different. We really need the Holy Spirit to teach us to love and to give the same room to others that we would give. In in the black culture, we call it something else. We call it the JoJo complex. JoJo is a name that we use to cover every bad kid. And there's always a mother that JoJo can beat you down and throw you off a balcony. <laughs> and nobody better say anything to JoJo. I actually had a JoJo throw me off the roof of a house. <laughs> Another story for a different time. The point is, is you have to give that grace to the people that you're not comfortable with. And we see it online. We see it in person. We see it in the church. You have to be willing to give that and share that. Because at the end of the day, that's what we received. We were yet sinners when we were nothing, when we were the scum of the earth. What's Christ so interesting, like in us. Romans, he sets that up, right? Yeah. While yeah. we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah. Yeah. All of sin and come short of the glory of God, right? That's yeah. the early chapters of Romans. And then he kicks into this yeah, cause what you, behavior. What you quoted earlier is, uh, is in Romans 12 about, if possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with, with all. And then 19, what I asked the students on, on Sunday was pick a verse in a chapter that made sense to you and a verse that was like, huh, what? I, I don't get this. And one of the first ones they, they picked was uh, 12 verse 19, beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And... Uh, yeah, to, we, I don't get that either. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, try it. <laughs> you know, we are we are a, a culture who, if you want to get ahead in the culture, you probably do have to look out for yourself. And and the the space that we walk in every day, if we don't have a God mindset where we're listening to the Holy Spirit and have backed up from the world that is thrust in our face on on social media, on the news on the drive to work everywhere we go of, you know, the only person really looking out for you is you. And that is kind of an American, American ideal, but to be able to back up and say, vengeance is mine. I will repay says the Lord. If you're and to the contrary, your enemy, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink or by doing so you'll eat burning coals on his head. But the idea that we, we uh, show grace to one another is really comfortable when it's our kids and it's our parents and it's our friends and it's our coworkers that we see every day. Cause I don't have a lot of enemies. I don't think I have any enemies. Nobody, not this, this word that's like people trying to kill you, which is being experienced a little bit in Paul's culture here. But if, if they, he can say that and, and call us to those things in a culture where there was, you know, choosing Jesus is might be choosing death and certainly isolation from your family. Why am I mad? Why would I even have a minute of anger towards a coworker who'd said something in, ungracious to me? Uh, and so that's where the gospel ha- has to, I, <laughs> you have to remind yourself of the gospel every day. I have, that's what I have to do. I have to remind myself of these principles that, that, the Lord is the Lord, and he has given me grace and grafted me in, and life has sprung from that grafting, and it is good. And 
be at peace with all men and enjoy enjoy those relationships. I'm so thankful for the ones that yeah. the ones that I have. Even the difficult ones are. Uh, you, you just ironed out something though that I'm looking at all three of you guys, and I'm getting to get in a lot of trouble when I say this. Uh, I've been waiting to say it, but oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a Sunday off at some point and do children's ministry. In Rome, not anytime <laughs> soon, Jeremy. So don't get any ideas. But I'm looking at all three of you, and since I've been here over three years, each one of you have done that, and I've watched you all do children's ministry. And when you interact, all of us sitting at this table have kids that are actually at the church. I have mm-hmm. one shadowing me today, and you guys treat every child as if they're your own. And just the principle of that, I know we all, I'm looking at this man across the table and I know that he's, he's my pastor and he loves me, but when it comes to his daughter, he'll kill first and <laughs> ask questions later. <laughs> but if in the church, that same spirit that you guys govern all the kids with and bring them all in and make them feel a part of things, it just, I was, I looked up and that was such a common thing amongst the three of you at different times that I've seen you work with children. And I think that's the principle in action. Love everyone the same and give them the same grace and the same room to be able to not only grow, because we all know, none of us want to admit it. It's none of our children in this room or anything, but there's that bad kid. There's that kid that's going to try. Jojo, little Jojo will try. And I think in the church... If we are honest and we do business with that love, uh, somehow Christ connects that to the way he interacted with children. That innocent love for everyone. If everybody can walk in on a Sunday and feel that they're relevant, then I think that that creates, it's not a utopia, but I think that gives everyone the space to grow in Christ the way they should. If that makes sense. I, I think that's a perfect example that I've seen all of you do, just love kids equally. And I, I want to get in on that in the next six years or so. Six years. <laughs> You're going to schedule something for 2030? Okay, yeah, we got yes, you on yes, the yes, Sometime. Okay. Sometime. So I'm looking at this 12, and that's why I wanted to, I said it Sunday, I want to dive in on this a little bit. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Mm-hmm. I heard something the other day. Melinda sent us uh, a link, and it was a pastor in the Carolinas. He was an ex-football player. I think he played for the Steelers. Uh, black man. He said, uh, I can be your brother, but I can't be your brother-in-law. <laughs> and I've been thinking about that, man. Hmm. Right? I used to say it this way. You can make me a coffee. I'll let you be my barista, but I'm not going to let you sit down with me and drink it, which is not who I am. Mm-hmm. But that example of, you know, I'll let you make me a coffee every morning, but I'm not going to let you sit in the backyard and drink it with me, right? Right. So just as a little measure for me to recognize, like, what are my, you know, I see I'm very loving, but am I, it says devoted mm-hmm. to one another yeah. in brotherly yeah. love. Something yeah. I, I've actually, there's something that's been in my spirit in the last couple of days that I'm thinking, the person that I most adore in life, if that was my my baseline love level, what would that mean? What would that mean? Mm -hmm. You know, the person that you're most committed to, because 
Well, you God. clearly have the capacity to love at that level. Yeah. yeah so you clearly yeah. have the capacity that's to love. Right. level. But yeah. what if that is your bait? What if that is became your, well, that's the minimum. Instead the, of the, the apex. That's the, yeah. not the yeah. apex. That's well, the, Jesus yeah. would say, that person probably loves you. Yeah. Fair to say? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So Jesus would say, if you love the person that loves you, yeah, you're yeah. big deal. Big deal, deal. right? <laughs> right. What's so that a good love person on, yeah, would die that for a good person, right? On, yeah. Yeah. That's right, And folks, as I read is, through, honor one another in yourselves mm-hmm. and never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. This is how we're serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with people, God's people, who are in need. And we, I don't know that we get to define that. No, we don't. If every person is a person for whom Christ died, died right? Got, right? And practice hospitality. Practice it. Put it out there, right? And then I was, I read this in a different, it's in uh, verse 16. Live in harmony with one another. Mm-hmm. Don't be proud. Be willing to associate. This translation says people of low position. But uh, the other translation I was reading said ordinary people. Be around ordinary people. And then I think, well, I guess I'll lower myself to ordinary people. I am ordinary people. <laughs> there you go. Like yeah. the scripture, I feel like Paul said in Corinthians, um, where he said he didn't pick the wise. Right? He, shame the foolish. Or the foolish to he, shame the... Yeah. He, he picked the simple. Right? Well, hello. <laughs> he chose me. And I was a hot mess when he chose me. I was I was thinking as you're reading that because this is this is one of my favorite sections and, and it's I mean in my the uninspired heading as you say love and action yep like this is this is the way that the New Testament explains in my mind like how you walk through conflict with your brothers and sisters that's what Paul's writing about right he's writing about this conflict that it's inevitable right what I'd say conflict's is gonna it's a, con- it's a conflict in you. Yeah. Before it's a conflict yeah. outwardly, right? Exactly. And if we yeah. Do that inner conflict. Primarily mm-hmm. in you, probably. Because you're noticing have the outward conflict. Yeah, you're not, you're noticing it. You're mm-hmm. seeing it happen. Where, okay, I'm I'm reflecting, and wow, okay, I can see that I'm I'm holding up some walls. What you what you call it, right? I've got some proverbial walls up, and and th- but this is the way that Christ asks us to walk in. Like it, you start off, love love must be sincere. Like it is sincere. It is. It is how we show this love. It's through humility, through forgiveness. Like it's, um, I don't know, it's got to permeate every aspect, right? And when you say, like, what if that was my minimum? You know, like, man, oh my gosh. Like, that's that, and that's how he says, that's how we are known to be his followers of Christ, mm-hmm. right? Is that we love our brothers and sisters. And, and so that's, um, Everything is always clothe yourselves, right? Clothe yourselves uh, with the Lord Jesus Christ, and and don't gratify anything that we want. So I'm thinking of anything that we're thinking of that the things of our flesh. That's like, well, I don't need to sit with him. I don't need to lower myself. Don't be proud. It even says, don't be proud. But man, it's like when you actually start thinking, like I want to love and serve those to the fullest of my capabilities that I know I can do because I've seen it happen, man, it changes, it changes everything. Well, that, yeah, that passage. And again, very translations, right? Love him, follow him, serve him. Yeah. Don't do the things that fulfill your flesh. Yeah. And I know you were traveling on Sunday. I, I mentioned this and we've probably talked about it before. I don't know if I've said it from the pulpit. But I close out the day, and one of the things that I mentioned was a conversation I had with a 20-something 
guy within the last couple of years. And we were talking about what do we do mm. in church open and close and masks and all that kind of business. Mm. He wanted to ask me about that. Mm. And I, I told him, here's our plan. Here's what we do. We're going to honor people. We're going to think of others, even if it's uncomfortable for us, which it is, um, you know, well, the weaker vessel, yeah. the older people and whatever, whatever that more yeah. susceptible, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do that. And the comeback was what about, but what about my rights? Yeah. Our rights. Mm. <laughs> and I was standing right in the lobby by the restroom. I'm like, mm. what? Uh, you don't have any rights. Yeah, it's not about? About a, not you don't about have any rights. rights. Yeah. Your, your life is not your own. Like yeah. this is, you, you don't have any rights. You, yeah. you, you're bought with a price. You you serve the Lord. So mm-hmm. the the now do we waver from that? Of course we do. Yeah. And and back and forth and in and out, up and down. But our but goal is that, right? To to yeah. be selfless, yeah. selfless, we, honor others above ourselves, honoring God <laughs> by honoring yeah. others. Yeah. And as you're speaking about that, I'm thinking of Galatians chapter five, and mm-hmm. I flipped over there real quickly just to confirm verse six. I couldn't remember what verse. Verse six. Uh, I'll read it to you. It's, it says, uh, the only thing that counts. And when Paul <laughs> says something like that, bro, you've been <laughs> listening. I do, right? The only thing that counts. Are you kidding me? 13, 12, 13 books yeah. in the New Testament. He's like, oh, hey, by the way, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Yeah. Right? The need, the, the, the preeminence of love and how that can be extended mm-hmm. to people. Yeah. So, um, I'll ask you to pray, okay? And then, uh, but what I want to say before you pray, I, I, um, I hope that as we're reading through these scriptures, I hope everyone feels so comfortable to pump the brakes and set in a chapter mm-hmm. or set in a verse. And if you're consumed for the next two weeks with Romans 12, and miss reading the rest. Yay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yay. This isn't just punching tickets and checking boxes and getting done. I feel that same pressure. Cause sometimes I'll think, Oh, I didn't, I didn't listen to chapter 11 last week or whatever, you know, and I'll make sure I did. But beyond that, right. Looking and recognizing that, let it, let it arrest you. Mm-hmm. Let the Holy spirit arrest you and, 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 and chain you to a passage or chain you to a chapter, yeah. right? And lock you in on it yeah. and, uh, and let it do its work, right? That's mm-hmm. the whole idea. What a tragedy it would be for any of us. And it could happen to any one of us that we read through the entire new covenant. And all we did was read through the entire yeah. new covenant, right? No change. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I know that stuff's uh, close to your heart, Dilly. How about mm-hmm. closing us out today? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lord, we, <laughs> We thank you for your great word, Lord. We thank you for the fact of of Paul himself to write these these things that are they're difficult, that are uncomfortable conversations to uh, show us ourselves, uh, show us the the walls that we put up, to show us the division that we that we do. Um, Lord, help us to to step back and and truly truly examine ourselves. He he says that you look at our heart and our mouth confesses it. So Lord, help us to to see what's coming out of our mouth and to feel what's in our hearts, um, and actually truly be transformed by the word. Um, 
Lord, I'm thinking right now of this verse right here at 13, 8. It says, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing yes. debt to love one another. Oh, and so, Lord, I I help us, I hope we can see that there, there's a continuing debt that we will just never be able to, to do. And that's just to continue to walk in love to one another, to honor others. Um, to see them as more highly than ourselves, to sacrifice uh, comfortableness, to sacrifice um, even sometimes necessities in our lives. Lord, help us to to fast if another brother needs uh, food. Help us to to give a, a car because somebody has, is theirs is broke down. Lord, help us to truly show what it's like to love one another to the fullest, where it is not our maximum, but it is our minimum. And so, Lord, we. We ask that the only way that we can do that is with your spirit, is with your spirit truly uh, filling us, overflowing from us, overflowing from our mouths, that, that whatever we do, we, we lead to peace and mutual edification between our brothers and sisters. So, um, Lord, we thank you for it. We do this because we, we love you, because you've captured our hearts. And we do this because we want others to see, see you in ourselves. We want to imitate you. So, Lord, we thank you for, for this. We give you all the grace, all the pleasure, all the, all the glory. Yes, Lord. In your name, Jesus, amen. Amen, amen. And when you started that prayer, you said uh, uncomfortable conversations. Mm -hmm. And that uh, took me to a spot uh, in my mind. Uh, and I want to encourage folks that if you're feeling tension, mm -hmm. if we bring up tension, mm -hmm. you're welcome. Mm -hmm. Right? Like... The tension of the word of God, that means something's happening. Yeah. That's right. Right? When you pour Spirit's two moving. chemicals together yeah. and stuff starts bubbling, <laughs> like that's good. Like yeah. we're we want something to happen for you. Uh, we want to see ourselves. We want to be seen in the mirror mm -hmm. of the word of God. And that phrase, uncomfortable conversations, which is what mm -hmm. you said. Mm -hmm. There's a book by the chair where I sit and read, mm -hmm. and it is entitled Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. Yeah. Emmanuel Acho. Mm -hmm. And I reference that book and I'll open it up and I'll read a chapter. And then I'll, a few days later, I'll read another one. And uh, my son is uh, an African American young man, right? And I love him deeply. But I need to engage the content of that book to love him better, to have wisdom that can be given to me, right? right? I can learn it on my own which will cause some bumping and some bleeding and some yelling and maybe a few slam doors, right? We can't, you get that, right? Right. I don't want that. Let's look, just like I'm reading that book, we can read through these chapters of the Word of God and let it really prompt us. And honestly, look at it and go, yeah. I think I'm doing that. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, what do you think? Yeah. Spirit. Show me. <laughs> yeah, what do you think? So yeah. we pray that our conversation is able to be encouraging for you, maybe even entertaining, but we hope it is. <laughs> We hope it is provoking. Yeah. And we hope the Spirit is riding on, on those words in this time together. So thank you again for joining us. Mm -hmm. Until next week, take care.